My name is Carlos, and we are the assistant coaches for the Chickasha High School soccer team, and this is the Mass Football Podcast. Cheers. That was good, Brian. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is... Damn, I forgot my intro. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yo, this is Ricardo with the Mass Football Podcast. This is the third time I'm trying this intro because we're having technical difficulties. But with me today, the man with the plan from Bishop McGinnis, Paulo Lopez. What is up? All right, guys. We're, this is where I make my joke about Paulo being late, but I'm definitely screwing it up today. Uh-huh. Um, so let's just jump into the... To the to our guests, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I thank Legacy Real Estate Group for providing the nice studio... Um, and I 100% recommend you guys, if you guys are looking for some money to buy your house in this crazy time, definitely go that route. With the way prices are going and inflation, they can mm-hmm. definitely point you in the right way to get approved for whatever type of loan you are needing. Uh, but with that being said, today I have a special, special guest. They made a drive and um, they've had a stellar year at Chickasha High School. I have the assistant coaches for the Chickasha High School team, Clip. And Carlos. What's up, guys? How's it going? Man, now the energy is right. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Clip, Carlos, I appreciate you guys for coming on the podcast and being super flexible with me up until the start of this podcast because I was supposed to have him last week, Paulo, mm-hmm. but the Allstate scrimmage came by, right? Yep. After the Allstate scrimmage came by, um, my wife had class. She's in her master's, so I couldn't do that. And now we're just, we're here trying to fight through technical difficulties, but you're here. We are here. Nice, man. Well, first, uh, for the people that don't know you guys, please introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about what you do, and we'll go from there. My name's Anthony Clip. I've been coaching at Chickasha for the past seven years, mm-hmm. um, along with Damon Mantooth, the head coach, and uh, what we do is win. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Love that. All we do is win. What's up, Carlos? My name is Carlos. I'm, this is my fourth year coaching at Chickasha, and I'm a senior at the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma. Nice. And you, Carlos, you're from, uh, from the metro area, I guess you can say, right? Yes, I am. I went to uh, Star Spencer High School. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I appreciate you guys for coming on, man. Yeah. What do you think, Balo? Uh, my first question is, how do you go from Star Spencer to Chickasha? What's, what's that? It's USAO. Um, you just went to USAO, and then you got into the Chickasha program? Well, it's actually the, that's the only school I applied to. Oh, okay. This is USAO, and cool. ended up getting in. And uh, funny story, I was actually an art major, like for uh, for a week. That's oh, it, right. and, uh, <laughs> and I just wasn't enjoying the classes, so I switched to physical education. Okay. And I wanted to stay involved with the game, so um, I was working at a uh, Hibbit Sports, so a local retail store in Chickasha. And one of my coworkers, his name is James Garcia. He was telling me like, yeah, I played soccer at Chickasha. Mm-hmm. And I know the coaches over there, and that light bulb just kind of came up. I was like hey, you think they would let me kind of volunteer and help out with the coaching staff? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get in touch with them. So I went to practice and just instantly fell in love with it. Nice. And uh, I still remember that first day, practice ended. Our head coach, Damon Mantooth, came up to me. He's like, you're a part of the chick soccer family now. So. Oh, really? Nice. Have you ever coached before then? That was my first time. That was your first time coaching? I've done a little bit of coaching. I mean, that's basically sounds like Paulo's story. Started as, as an assistant volunteering yep. and then became the boys head coach. Yep. Um, and then you've been coaching. Have you been doing more coaching besides the seven years at Chickasha? Um, no, I actually started at Chickasha with middle school girls. Okay. And at the same time, Damon started with middle school boys. And mm-hmm. when the head coach position opened up the next year, 
he took that when I came on as, as the assistant. Um, but I coach my kids. I'm actually the president of the Youth Soccer Association nice. in Chickasha as well. Nice. So, um, Congratulations. Just uh, that kind of stuff, just rec league. Yeah, and we call it here Mass Football. Like more soccer and however yeah. we can do it, whether it's through a podcast Absolutely. or Instagram, anything, anything, anything. Um, well, you said what you guys do at Chickasha is all you do is win, win. Um, I want to say congratulations for the year that you Thank guys you. have had this year. It's, I was following it through the Instagram and you guys did. You guys made history this year, basically. Mm -hmm. And we're close to, you know, topping it off yeah. at the end. Tell me a little bit about the season. Um, well, you know. Over the past seven years, we've had some good seasons. And, you know, COVID really shut down a great. We were, including scrimmages, we were 11 games unbeaten. Um, and then that all got shut down, and we thought that was the year that we were going to do things. And then last year, well, the year before this last season, um, we just had a couple heartbreakers. We lost, we lost some players, had some injuries, so we had really, really young players playing against some big boys and um all of that kind of culminated with this season we've really been working hard and these boys just fought and I you know I say all we do is win like we're still humble yeah but no, um it takes time to get there but we were really fighting so I mean we just kind of said this is the year we got to score some goals and we got to get out there and just play our game mm -hmm. and I think the boys really they, they've really bought in so they gelled and it kind of came to flourishing. It's funny how it works out because you don't really know until playoffs start. Yep. And mm -hmm. even then, it's just a game at a time. How was that playoff run after that first round win and the second? And then um, It was surreal. And, you know, it kind of started with senior night. We had two games left in the regular season. And previously, every senior night, we're like, oh, this is it's coming to a close. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't feel that. Like, we just felt like we had more to give. And, um and I didn't realize it, but this group of boys until this year hadn't won a playoff game. Really? Yeah, and then they just kept fighting. And the result, like the first, we tied with Elk City. We didn't really expect that. Mm -hmm. They were just kind of a really scrappy team mm -hmm. and kind of knocked us off possession and um, stuff like that. But it just, every every game it felt like there, we still have more. Like there's still more to give. So it just never felt like it was truly going to be over. Yeah. It was emotional for me. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, yeah. Um, just thinking about how hard the boys worked and the obstacles they went through. Uh, like Clip said, uh, 2020. I think we could both agree that we had one of, if not the best team in 4A. Yeah. And then that all got shut down with COVID. Following year, we had a lot of injuries and had to play a lot of young guys. Mm -hmm. um, and then this year, uh, I still think about it to this day. That semifinal game, our center back steps up to take the final PK, and he. Smash. Absolutely smashes it. Yeah, and uh, everybody's celebrating in the middle, and uh, I'm kind of just off to the side, just still thinking about everything, just trying to process what just happened. Like we're in the state championship, and uh, our athletic director comes up to me. He's like, "Man, you all right?" And then I just let the tears go. Man, it was it was insane. Yeah, it's definitely a surreal moment. Uh, I think when it comes to like the playoffs, I think um, after every win, it's just like it's just about momentum. Like mm -hmm. if you let that momentum like push you forward. Um, I don't think there's anything that could stop you, you know. But uh, the other side of it is that you never truly know what what a, a game is going to look like. Because the only experience that I've ever had with like winning playoffs is myself when I played in high school, um, winning first round, second round, third, and then going into the finals. And just that 
feeling that you're talking about is is you're just like you just stand there and then you just let all the emotions out and, yeah. and it's it's rough but it's also beautiful because you you notice that you've done something that nobody else has been able to do mm-hmm. and and when that kind of creeps in your mind that's when like all the emotions just go crazy um but i have a friend from Chickasha, and she was always keeping me in the loop um her name is nancy flores shout out to her she went to Chickasha. yeah uh, her brother plays there mm-hmm. i think Alberto. Uh, i think so yeah um and we're i was every time we kind of hung out like friday nights uh we just talk about soccer and uh, I, I tell her how like these small schools have gotten so good um, because the sport has grown so much. Like me personally, when I played in high school, like 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 these small schools like Elk City, Chickasha, even itself. Um, who else? Uh, Enid. Mm-hmm. Um, all these smaller schools per se uh, weren't like a part of the soccer conversation. You know, it's always like these big schools, like mm-hmm. these Tulsa schools or some of the big. Uh, metro schools but now because of how big the sport has gotten all these small schools are getting so crazy and like the hype has been insane like again shout out to you guys shout out to Enid for what they did uh, but how has that how has the growth of soccer itself impacted this I guess the city right or the town how has that impacted well um, Chickasha we this we've got four state championships, mm-hmm. and like when I was growing up, I, I'm actually from Chickasha. I graduated oh, cool. Chickasha, went to USAO as well. Um, so like soccer was, we were kind of the bad news bears of mm. of Chickasha sports. Chickasha has four soccer mm-hmm. state championships. I did not know that. I didn't uh, either. Jimmy Hampton, he, he coached there. Yeah, okay. we yeah. know Hampton. Yeah. So well, we've got two runner-ups, four state championships. The girls have one state championship and I think four runner-ups. Cool. So, you know, our field's named Hampton Field. I and, didn't know um, that either. Yeah, so we, that's back in like the 90s though. In 90s and, and 2002 is our last state championship. So it was like 20 years okay. um, this year. But even like whenever I was playing, it was just kind of like kick the ball, chase the ball. Like yeah. all the yeah. goals I scored were over the top and I just mm-hmm. run it down and poke it in. <laughs> but we really tried to work on possession. And I think just the growth of the sport in general. Like we've got kids, instead of playing basketball in their driveway, they're playing soccer in the backyard. Nice. Yep. And um, we've, they've really like, they're coming to us with a little better knowledge and it's a lot less of just the, let's go along with it all the time. We're mm-hmm. actually building up goals. And um, that's really helped. It kind of like, it's a bridge the gap between those big schools where they have a bunch of club players. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and now we just got kids who just love just love to play and they get out there and just being creative and um, just making things happen. It's been, it's happened while Damon and I've been coaching. We've really seen this happen. And um, these boys have really started to come up with their own ideas. Yeah. So I actually didn't, uh, when I first started with them, I didn't even know they had four state championships. Yeah. Um, But just learning all about that, it's, it's good to see soccer starting to come back. And I think with, with our championship run, um, it's going to, start becoming more popular and kids are going to want to come play soccer. That's what I was going to say. That's what's going to be different next year as opposed to the previous years before is that a lot of the players that are coming back are coming back from that Mm -hmm. experience, the pain, you know, now they're probably going to come back even hungry. So it's, it comes, you're going to start at a different, totally different spot. For you guys, when does that next season start or did it already start Um, metaphorically? Well, it started the day it was over Mm -hmm. um, pretty much, but we've, 
been doing summer pride mm-hmm. and it's been a lot of a lot of fitness and mm-hmm. um you know kind of just building up their bodies but we we've already started um, nice. we're we're always playing so what are the goals for next year state probably yeah state or bust huh mm-hmm. <laughs> nice and then you guys also participated in the all-state game as well right mm-hmm. as coaches for the well um damon was, was the assistant Okay. For the All-State game, uh, Harding's coach was oh, okay. The, was Harding the coach. also had a great year. Did yes, you guys they get did. to play against Harding? Yeah, we, we played them uh, second round of the playoffs. Second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Nice. They look like a scrappy team. See, that that's, another, that's another small small school mm-hmm. that, like, these, these small schools have been giving the bigger schools trouble, and that's because of how big the growth has been all across the board. Yeah. So I love it when small schools like that are, like, giving that fight because that makes the bigger schools be, be, be better. And that makes the smaller schools be better. He went to Southeast. Okay. And yeah. it's funny now because you can't say Southeast is a small school anymore. Uh, yeah, I can't. Because <laughs> when we, I mean, like, back then, you know, 20, 2016, 2015, we'd play these schools and we'd win, like, 10-0 mm-hmm. or 8-0 or something. And now, like, I, because little, I had... Little humble Paolo. Yes. <laughs> no, but it's because I had friends that went to Harding. So uh-huh. then, like, I would always like, talk to them and be like, hey, what's, I mean, what do you guys have a system? Because we personally didn't have a system either mm-hmm. when we played in high school. Like, it's the same thing that you're talking about. We just had guys that played club that kind of took all that on their shoulders and were like, oh, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll do this together as a team. Like, our coaching staff is more of like... They just throw them out there and yeah. let the ballers do what they do Yeah, best. basically. And our practice kind of looked like, oh, well, we were on we're on shields uh-huh. right on, on like mm-hmm. 50-something. And then there's like a Walmart right down here. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, go run to that Walmart and come back. <laughs> and I just said, this is a soccer team. This isn't a track. I bet you're the kind of guy that would pull into the block, chill, wait for everybody to come yeah. back, and then just pop up. I'd be, I'd be the guy that tries to hitch a ride on the way back. Like, <laughs> please. Um, but, guys. yeah, but it was, it was kind of like we didn't have a system. There wasn't a coach who would be like, hey, you know, do this, do that, do this. Uh, we just had a couple guys that kind of led us through that. Uh, and myself, I'm a goalkeeper, so I wasn't really much of like a... So you're definitely the guy getting Definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not trying to do all that running. But we had those guys that kind of put that on, on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, we were able to uh, make a good, decent run and uh, be state runner-ups for the first time in our school's history. Um, and then that kind of impacted what would later become them being state champs. Mm-hmm. So I think that you guys are on the process of uh, building up your school itself. Like I said, we I guess everyone here didn't know that we had, and most of our listeners didn't know that Chickasha had you know, all those championships. And um, you've kind of restored that uh, glory that has, but now you kind of have that like itch that it's like, yeah. we need to be even better than that. You know, That was 20 years ago. We need to make it present. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and it's great. Again, shout out to the smaller schools, which they're not so small anymore. Yeah, I went uh, to Dove, so I was definitely okay. a small school, which I don't think they have soccer anymore, unfortunately. But, yeah. yeah. Now that we've went over a little bit about Chickasha, though, let me get to know you a little bit better. Okay. When did soccer start for you? I was, uh, like, five years old, mm-hmm. and my dad was a real big, like, American football player. and um, But my mother... Said nope, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. She said, and I said, hey, I want to play soccer. I had tried baseball, t-ball, and all that. And I didn't, just didn't like it. Um, and she said, okay, how many how many pads do you have to wear? I said, well, you just gotta wear shin guards. And then she's always regretted that decision. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh yeah, you can do it. And, um, regretted you make it playing soccer? Yeah, because I, you know, high school soccer, you get banged up. Like, yeah, you do. Um, 
a lot of people don't think it's that rough, but like imagine the corner kicks, headers, stuff mm-hmm. happens. Clashing with the keeper, stuff oh, happens. Yeah. Oh. yeah, concussions and yeah. I still think it's better than American football. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Because that's constant. That's yeah, constant. Yeah, hit, hit, hit. yeah, you're wearing pads, but I mean, I sound pretty dumb, but your D uh, D line and O line is just basically smash. Oh yeah, smash. In, any sport where you have to like look like they look like robots because they have all the, like the braces and yeah. stuff on. like that's something's hit but yeah there's an issue here <laughs> and then what gets me is like their plays are called like mm-hmm. there is no like if i see something i'm gonna do it or you know there's no personal individuality among it it's just like run this play or else and then if you don't run it i'm gonna pull you out yeah that's that's so odd to me yeah you imagine doing you can't do that in soccer like no, no you can't uh but yeah, so I say my mom regretted it, but she actually still shows up to our games. Nice. And That's like, cool. Yeah, so um, my dad as well. But so played all through high school. Um, actually signed with USAO and then just didn't end up playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it always, like, I hated that decision of not playing. And um, it was one of those things where they said, okay, if you coach these middle school girls, because it was never on my radar to coach middle school girls, mm-hmm. I was like, we'll get a te- you'll get a teaching job. So took that and really liked coaching a lot more than I liked teaching. So just been back at home being in Chickasha. I, don't, I just never left. And um, I just love it. So it just started from a really young age. And I had a group of guys that I played rec with and we went all through our entire school career as as well. We had like 17 seniors. That's dope. Um, so it was, it was a, it was just a good experience. I made a lot of brothers and, um, I don't know. I really love the sport because actually it's a love hate relationship coaching soccer. You teach them everything they need to know. And it's like the only sport where you teach them everything they need to know. And then they blow the whistle, start the game. And then you're just there and all you can do is make sense. Yeah, I've said that to you, Paulo. Like uh-huh. once the game starts, there isn't really much you can do. You kind of just have to rely on the habits that they've mm-hmm. built yeah. through your practices. So like I'm sitting there biting my nails at mm-hmm. times, or like when they score, all of our uh, videos that we have of our games, you see me. I jump like five feet in the air. <laughs> I'm like jumping over, people. celebrating more than they're yeah. celebrating. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a I don't know. It's just the passion mm-hmm. that can't quite shake. Yeah. So that's kind of like filled that that void that you didn't get. To yeah. Probably do in college. I mean, and just the relationships that we're building with these boys, like I get text messages like one a.m. just about random stuff, mm-hmm. and um, just that stuff, just being that person for these boys, um, really just makes me keep wanting to come back. Yeah. So, you imagine being someone like Coach Hampton, who's been coaching for like oh yeah so many plus years. He's probably coached kids of players he's coached and mm-hmm. watched them play college and whatnot so sheesh that's wild and that's i i have i share that feeling with you because i used to coach an elementary school team and now those kids are in high school and even just watching them in high school and they still like yo hey coach yeah. like how are you and it's like you really have they're like your own kids and so to speak well a lot of times like we spend more time with them than their own parents do just that's because fact. you know they're at school all day and then they when season starts we're practicing two maybe three hours sometimes mm-hmm. and yep. and I can't give it up. I get out there and scrimmage with them every day. Me and Lois, we still get on. your touches in. Yeah, we play on the second team. We're trying to give them some. Still trying to get some respect yeah. on your name. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so, that's uh, funny. so we're going to be playing against grown men. Pretty like some of these boys. Yeah, all seniors, and so let's show you what a, what it's yeah. like to play like against grown men. And I mean, and they end up like 
And then they like, as soon as they like get one good move on you and they, they cross you up like one time, it's just never over. So, wow. yeah. That's why I don't do it. Yeah, you're a goalie, so you're probably just like, all right, shooting practice. And then you jump in and not let anybody score or what? Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, you're not going to stop all of them. Yeah. So as soon as one goes in, all the kids are just like, oh, you're trash. And it's yeah. just like, I just saved like 40. How does that make sense? You know? No, but it, yeah, but it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's fun to be able to, like you said, connect with those kids. Um, and like you said, being that source of help that, you know, they might not, or, you know, sometimes you don't want to talk to your parent about a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't want to talk to a teacher. And this is where you go to like a coach, someone who um, has a level of authority, but isn't like, uh, oh, no, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's great. That's like kind of what I want to do with my kids, just let them know that, you know, I am a source of help, not just on the pitch, but outside of that. Yep. Like, hey, this is, we want you to be great soccer players. But we want to use soccer as a great, like, motivator for life, basically. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting advice from Paolo, you need help. Yeah. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. That's very true. Carlos, what about you, man? How, how did it start for you? I, was, I kind of grew up into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, majority of my family are America fans. Oh, damn. Well, I'm yeah. going to have to cut so your s- mic right there, too. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, um, so I kind of just grew up into it. Uh, I never played club just because it was too mm-hmm. expensive and Same. my parents were always working. Uh, so I didn't start playing competitively until high school, mm-hmm. and even that it was still a struggle because I mean Star Spencer isn't, you know, they don't have an established program, so it was kind of just on and off uh, throughout my four years. Um, but we did have one All-Stater my sophomore year, so mm-hmm. that was kind of motivational for us, kind of just yeah, getting get to, to see him. Who, yeah. who was it? If you can shout him out. For uh, Devontae Johnson. Okay. He uh, made it to the All-State game and ended up signing for Southwestern Christian. Nice. So that was that was a big motivator for me, uh, just to continue playing and you know just to keep on training and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then upon graduating, like I said, I still wanted to be involved with the game, and it wasn't until I started coaching with Chigashe that I just kind of fell in love with it and really started to understand how we could help these boys mm-hmm. uh, just grow and develop not only as soccer players but as as students, yeah. just good people in life. Word. So you're. Family, everyone played in your family, or who was the one that played? Your dad played, everyone played? Everyone played in Mexico. Nice, nice. And you went to Star Spencer your whole high school? Yeah. Middle school as well? Uh, Rogers Middle School, so it's in that same area. Nice, dude. Star Spencer, they have a futsal court out there in Star Spencer. They do, yeah. And they're building out on the middle school side. They're, they basically plowed down, and they're going to build more fields out there, too. So Star Spencer nice. has it going on, man. Nice. I, it's interesting. I Star Spencer High School? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, it's, to me, Star Spencer, when, it just goes back to high school. I only talk about experiences that I've had. Mm. When we played, we played Star Spencer, it was, like, also playing the same thing as the other schools, the small schools, like Douglas and all of them. What year did you graduate? 2018. What year did you graduate? 2016. So you guys might have seen each other, maybe, perhaps? Mm, I don't know. I don't don't remember playing Star Spencer that much. I remember playing them, like, once or twice. Mm. Uh, But it was the same thing. Like, I'm assuming it was kind of just like a football school, right? Mm. Um, that's how Douglas was when we were but now mm-hmm. um, I don't know how Star Spencer is but Douglas is like the complete opposite yeah. like they have uh, I mean shout out to Mario and uh, George, George for bringing in such a big culture of soccer um, that the momentum has shifted to the correct football mm-hmm. you know um, but yeah Star Spencer when I was there I, I think it's the same equivalent of like you said they didn't have a foundation they didn't have a system they didn't have anything like that but when you get people who love the game, who understand the game, and no matter what environment they're in, like mm-hmm. they will be able to teach some kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I think 
like when it comes to coaching at a like a small in a small town, like let's say even smaller than Chickasha, like let's say like a Kingfisher or something even way smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the goal there, like if I was to coach at a small school, my goal wouldn't be to like yeah you want to win a state championship. That's yeah. the ultimate. But it's kind of like what Adam K says. It's more important to develop players, yes. than people that experience. Like that. That's what it is because you can't go from like winning, a, like your first year winning a state championship. No, you want to get you know two all staters or three with your keeper. Mm-hmm. You want to get you know, you know, like you said, you guys have made history now. You want to keep making history, and then you know by the end of a couple of years, all these small goals will lead to that big goal. Mm-hmm. You know. So again, kudos to you guys for doing all that. I kept hearing a lot about Chickasha. I mean, the football factory posted a lot. Nancy was always talking about it, and uh, mm. I, I, I once would I saw a couple why. W's, it's funny because when you see the couple W's, you're kind of just like, okay, 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 and then they keep getting W's, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you're just like, whoa. So yeah. man, yeah, kudos to that, and I hope that you guys keep keep growing the the game in Chickasha. That way, all these uh, bigger schools. Yeah. Get some fight, because some of them are just annoying. Yeah. Did you make the All-State team? I did not. No? Okay. But you still made it to USAO, right? Yeah. To play? How did that go about? Like, did you have a plan? At what point did you know you wanted to continue playing college? Well, I actually didn't. I just applied just to because be a student. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't really. I was thinking about playing. Um, I did try out and make the team and everything, but uh, it was that was actually my second year uh, as a sophomore. Um I tried out for the team um, with the JV, and then I ended up making it. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna get your eligibility stuff in, and then you'll you'll start some games with the with the reserve squad." I was like, "Yeah." So, and that was when Chickasha kind of officially offered me an assistant coaching job, and I was like, "I can't, you know, yeah, I, can't I can't just leave." So mm-hmm. I decided to stay with them. Nice. nice. It seems like every year their practice schedule is like exactly the same as our practice yeah. schedule, so it doesn't quite work out. What are you gonna do after you graduate then? Um, if you don't mind me asking. Oh, you're good. Um, I either want to attend graduate school to get my master's, or I want to go back and teach at Chickasha. Nice, nice. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you guys got to, it's like, I mean, and you guys give our shout out to the, to the head coach too. Can you guys Absolutely. touch a little bit on, on him? Oh, yeah. Let us know a little bit about what he does. He, he's the, you know, obviously he's the head coach. He's the backbone of all of this. Mm-hmm. And, um, that man, if he's not working like on other stuff, he is. It's it's soccer. It's all soccer. Yeah. He's a Liverpool fan. Ouch. Um, yeah, but you're a Liverpool fan. Carlos yeah, yeah. giving yeah. the fist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Chelsea fan. That's what I was in. I'm yeah. a Chelsea fan. Okay. That's even worse. <laughs> I don't really have a leg in the EPL. I just enjoy it. I got you. Hey, I. I don't watch nearly as much as as Damon does, but he is. You know. He's kind of responsible. He is responsible for our entire game plan of, you know, it's always been just winning with athletes, Mm -hmm. but now we're going to teach those athletes to possess and we're going to just press everybody as hard as we can. You know, defense starts with the striker Mm -hmm. and just, just keep pounding people. And that's really, I think been the biggest change. Um, Or just like at times we've possessed and it's just been, pass how many passes can we make well we were like let's possess with intent with purpose yeah like we are always moving towards the goal mm-hmm. um and he's just been he is such a fiery person like he is always on it and um he's uh he's like one of my best friends and i literally he, he does anything for those boys and 
at times, like there have been times where it's been, you know, one o'clock for me and I need something and I just text him and he's just always there. Mm -hmm. So he's such a good guy um, and he just loves life and loves these boys. And he's a Chickasha alum as well. Mm, he was nice. he was a member of the team that, like the first playoff team his senior year. Um, and, you know, we both never thought we'd be back in Chickasha, but, you know, it's kind of just where God put us and, yeah. and it's been it's been a great ride and I I'm just having a blast. Like I've learned so much from him mm -hmm. and uh, we're both extremely competitive. It's kind of hard for me to have to sit back and be like the good cop. Yeah. Like that's, that's, he's like, he's always bad cop and, and Los and I get to be good cop. Um, but he's a, he's just a fantastic dude. And his son was a senior um, this year. Um, probably not probably is probably the best, or is the best soccer player I've ever seen What's come through Chickasha. Quentin Mantooth. What number was he? He was number 10. Okay, um, okay. I, yeah, he... Uh, I recall. At the All-State game, or at the All-State um, selection, I'm a numbers guy. So, like, mm -hmm. I was I always I'm looking at stats and stuff. And the dude... At, for, I only had stats from his sophomore year to his senior year, but he accounted for 55% of our goals mm. with goals and assists. And it's going to be hard to replace him, but we've got a bunch... we got a lot more boys that are... I think we could probably get the same production from multiple people yeah. where we can just kind of spread the wealth. It's funny I'm, when you lose a star, how other people step up and sometimes you're surprised at who fills absolutely. that role. Um, but yeah, Damon just always there. He's just, he's kind of like, he'll be proud of me for using the word ubiquitous because he's nice. a, he's an English guy. Um, but yeah, he's a, just a good guy and he just brings some fire to the team. And he's, you know, he's, he knows everybody too. So he's kind of partly responsible for just the support we've had from mm -hmm. the town of Chickasha. Like I, at the state game, we had more fans than Clinton did. Um, mm -hmm. And that's probably the most fans I've ever seen at a sporting event for Chickasha wow. ever. So um, it's just wonderful to be a part of that. And, and I truly feel blessed that he's allowed me to stick around and, mm -hmm. and help out, so. I think that's like the most amazing thing that you guys are like both alum. And then like that, that, you guys are so interconnected with the program itself that it's basically like growing in itself. That's what I'm hearing. It's you know, like, it's just Chickasha like, sounds like a whole, just a community among itself. Yeah. Cause you don't need like an exterior force to bring in, to be like, Oh, cause you know how like, I, have I feel day. like, I feel like we have it like the, like the Mexican national team, you know, why, like why we, are you going to do this again? I mean, I'm just trying to segue <laughs> into real? it, like, but it's just like, like <laughs> but it's just like how they feel about like, Oh, let's. Let's not bring on, you know, Argentinian players, Argentinian mm -hmm. coaches, you know, like they're much about like, let's do it within ourselves. And I think that's what Chickasha mm -hmm. has. Like, they're like, you know what? We don't need anybody else from, you know, the inner city or whatever it is or from, you know, Europe or whatever. Like, let's do it for ourselves. And mm -hmm. I, there's a lot of teams like the like, I mean, Chivas does it, you know, like, hey, let's have people who only have Mexican <laughs> players, you know, mm -hmm. like Mexican players, this, this and that. Yeah. Let's show them our own. Uh, quality and what we can produce. I think, I think it's, that's what I think it's cool. I think it's wonderful. You said Hampton yeah. was there and then he went to, now Hampton's at USAO, still mm -hmm. in Chickasha. Mm -hmm. You guys played at Chickasha, yep. still in Chickasha. <coughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the whole, my whole theory behind trying to get to be the president of the, the rec mm -hmm. league that we have. Like, we're, we're reworking the entire program to be kind of more in line with club teams where you, yeah. we have just an academy to start off with and then we build up. I mean, it's going to be really great to not have to teach middle schoolers how to throw the ball yeah. in. Um, Imagine but, that holistically. Like you, you're now not only in the high school, 
but you were in the middle school, but now you have your hand way more mm-hmm. up in the glove. And Damon, like, he'll go to middle school games, and he's, like, patting the boys on the shoulder, standing on the sidelines. Like, so they awesome. just love to see him and love to talk to him. He's the like, co- so. Middle school kids are going to, that's the high school coach. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Dang. Can yeah. you imagine well, where they will be in seven years? No, dude, it's going it's gonna to be, no. Like, I would not want to play Chickasha in, in a couple of years because, like, when you have something like that, when you have, like, not just your, per se, 15 guys mm. playing on your team. You know, and your three, four, or five coaches. But when you have like a whole community backing them up, it's the same kids playing. The same kids playing with each other from elementary to middle school, even up yeah. to high school. That so is you're talking dangerous. About same kids, same yeah. team. That's dangerous, man. Years in. Mm-hmm. How how does that make you feel? It's it sounds exciting to me just talking. Oh, about it's it. it's like I cannot wait, and I have no plans of going anywhere. Mm. And um, you know, it's it's awesome because I'm coaching my my six year old and my four year old. They're, I'm making them play together. My four-year-old's a little girl too, and she's like, she's tiny. And she's like, the second child. Yeah, she's the third. The my third my nine-year-old um, has a middle of play. He's got had some health health issues this year, but um, he like this year it was it sucked because at the beginning of the season this year like it really clicked. Like he's the he's gonna be a ten where he mm. he's like you saw the light bulb turn yeah, on. He's he he assisted one of That's his buddies funny. like half of the goals he he assisted, and I'm like this kid. Is, all my kids are tiny too, mm-hmm. so. He looks like he's playing four years up, but he's not. Nice. Um, but just watching that, like you have all these guys, that, like from 2002, our last state championship, that are they're now having kids and they're they're excited and they're wanting to put their kids in mm-hmm. our program and get them going. It's just the whole community is excited about mm-hmm. soccer, and um, it's probably it's one of the best things I've ever experienced. So. Dude, like I think I want to go into that, like because uh, we've talked about. It with the couple guests, how it's like um, people that played like when soccer was getting big, like in Oklahoma, let's say, they are not having kids. Mm-hmm. So I think it's perfect that like, these players, older players, like you know, the guy saying to him, the left of me. Um, Be careful, man! I'm not. Uh, he just turned 31. Year. Happy birthday! Thank you. Thank it was his birthday yesterday. Uh, but like they're not having kids, so like now they're wanting their kids to be you know better than what they were. Um, and that's just going to keep growing, you know, cause just like, we want you to do good. Here's this program. Let's get you into this. But like previous to that, their parents yeah. might've been like that. Cause like you said, I've, I was in the same boat as you. Like my parents were always working. There was not enough money to be able to do club. Now there's like different clubs. There's not just like three. Cause back then it was like NWO, Cosmos and Celtic. Mm-hmm. Like now there's just like rec teams. There's like a semi rec, semi club teams. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more opportunities for kids. Uh, so much more interest by parents that it's just like soccer is going in the right direction to where, like you said, the wealth is dispersed all across Oklahoma State. Like, not just the big metro schools or the big Tulsa schools. Like, because uh, this year is that, like, the culmination of all that because all across the board, 4A, 5A, 6A, most of those schools were from Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, from this side, mm-hmm. from the west side. Um, and that just goes to show because the east side used to run everything. I mean, when we played, Bishop Kelly was the, the big mm-hmm. dogs. They're still the big dogs kind of there. Um, but I'm glad that Oklahoma, like us, because, I mean, I feel like you guys are still like a part of like, even though you're, what, 45 minutes away? I, hey, I got here in 30 minutes this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Turnpike magic. <laughs> um, but I feel like we are all like that community, that like that soccer community that needs to grow mm-hmm. above mm-hmm. all that. 
Because we can't let Tulsa be. No, I would have topped it off if the Allstate game was over here, too. That would have yeah. been yeah. Hey, but uh, our boys went over there. Four A went over there and, uh, How'd they and do? brought home the win. They so brought home the nice. win. Four one. I don't nice. know how the Allstate. I think six A lost to the East. I think five uh, A. I have no idea. I think five A might have also did done the same. I heard, I heard five A lost. Uh, Four nil to the east. Four nil to yeah, the east. So. so at least you guys brought it back to the west. I wonder how three A did. Probably. I don't even know. Yeah. No idea. I don't know. We need to look that up. But I think what gets me most excited is the holistic approach mm-hmm. that you have going on because I've always talked about it here. It would be such a level up for some of these high schools who are can in hand with the feeder schools that are mm-hmm. going in there, um, because that's to me it seems like a no brainer. Like you know why not? But because that's like the. The setup of an academy. Basically. It's just like those kids grow up playing with those uh, kids, and you kind of implement the system that the high school has to the middle school. Obviously, you don't want to do it's it. Cheat code. Such the cheat code. It really is a cheat code because, like, all the. It's not a cheat code. It's all fair and game. Well, I mean, it's just I like. I don't want to go out and say he's cheating. No, yeah. it's all fair and game. It's all well, it's just like for, for, like, a let's say a metro school, it'd be a little bit different. Yeah. Like, they have that cheat code that they all have club players that mm-hmm. they can play club. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but Chickasha has that cheat code that they're able to. They might have uh, a club later. You know, yeah. be, is there a club out of Chickasha? Um, no, I just it's just see what I say. We actually, as of right now, I think U10 is probably our last mm-hmm. year. We, we I think we have a U, we have one U12 team. That's not gonna be fair, man. They have two cheat codes, a club and a, like academy. Basically, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. <laughs> that's gonna be tough. Hey, that's gonna be that's tough. Clinton. I mean, that, I feel like that's is it really? That's Clinton. They they've got. I mean, they're just far enough away from the city where they can kind of. Do it. Do that on their own. Yeah. Um, How far is Clinton from Chickasha? Um, it's like an hour and a half. An hour. Maybe. It's oh, still right. too far for something to like to combine forces. You know. Yeah. Well, there are, there are rivals. Yeah. yeah I don't, th- I don't so think you would want to combine yeah. with your so rivals. So who is that? Chickasha, <laughs> if Chickasha had a rival, it would be Clinton. For soccer, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm it's for kinda, football. We kind of joke, but before every game, we're like, "Oh, we hate this team." I hate like, yeah. at, and then at, being like, by game five, the players are like. Is there a team that we that we like? Mm-hmm. Like no, they're all our rivals. Like Basically, everybody. Just, no but friends. like Clinton, Clinton also has that C, right? Like yep. isn't there like yep. they're, they're like mm. that's why uh, you know on Instagram I put like it's the battle of the CHSs, but um, <laughs> yeah, we kind of came up short on that's that funny. one. But that's funny. It is. It, Thanks. So that one yeah. must have sucked then. It was just a. It was kind of a meltdown. I mean, it was not our. That was not our top quality game. Um, you know, like I said, those boys had never won mm-hmm. a playoff game until this year, and um, it's just a big stage. It's nerves, get yeah. you. But it's good though, because it's just like you now have that experience. Like mm-hmm. as a, I mean, as a coach, as a player, like you said, you have their, you know, your juniors that are coming back now as seniors, and your sophomores come back as juniors. The more experience you get, the better you get at it. Absolutely. Because, like I said, going into, I only talk about from experience, but when we played in that state final game, there wasn't there in our like somebody wasn't there in our ear, like hey. You it's, just right. it's just a like game. You've done this Chill. before. Yeah. You know? That guy, I mean, I don't want to... It made you... Ca- yeah. You were catching flies out there, weren't you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. But uh, we just had a side... We, we played Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were the same powerhouse that they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, they had those guys that, you know, Furley was there. Um, I don't remember who their other coach was, but they had a system. You know, mm-hmm. they had those players. Like, it was weird because... Uh, is like cousins playing against cousins. Mm-hmm. It's just like we're like all basically the same you guys are from like the same the tree, basically. Yeah, and uh, but they had a system and we didn't. And I think um, if we would have had somebody like in our ears saying, "Hey, look, it's just a game. We're mm-hmm. good. Um, do this, do that," uh, but we sadly we just didn't. Mm-hmm. And the guys uh, like my brother and the other guys who won it, 
a couple years later, they had somebody like that in their ear. Like he, he played with me when we played in that state championship mm-hmm. game. Um, so he kind of knew that. I mean, he, he played in nationals, uh, played for Mid-America, played in big stages. So I feel like the more experience you get as a coach player, the better opportunity you have. Mm-hmm. You know, because Clinton's been in, in yeah. the state championship. They've been in, like, Winners those big stages. Back to back for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, because, wait, Clinton. Clinton won last yeah. year, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, up until last year, yeah. they were us. Like, mm-hmm. they they made it and, and didn't finish it. So. Yeah. so, I mean, kudos to that. Keep learning, keep growing. I um, mean, this is kind of going out to all the, like, the young Clinton, or sorry, the young Chickasha boys. Um, take this loss as, like, uh, that bounce that you need to be better. It's always hard to say, but it's, like, getting to the finals is an to. achievement within yeah. itself. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, there's a saying that nobody remembers number two, right? But if you play well enough and you still believe on what happens number two is easily going to come number one, mm-hmm. you know? And then from then on, you're never going to be forgotten because mm-hmm. that's how it is. Like the, the more recent you become uh, a champion, the more you're going to be recognized for it. Mm. Like for example, the Bishop girls, the last time they won was like 2002. Mm-hmm. Now there's going to be like the two zero two two on that building now, you know, and that's going to be there forever. It's kind of like the golden state warriors. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> golden state is a whole different, that's a whole different beast. Yeah. Like, uh, but I think that you guys are going down the right path. Like I said, you guys have some of these cheat codes that are going to put everybody else in a mess uh, because you're going to have that academy, basically. You're going to hopefully code, but yeah. <laughs> hopefully uh, become uh, that club team and kind of get everybody else to fight. And the more people fight about the sport, the more the sport's going to grow. Yeah. So it's going to benefit everybody. But Carlos, what was the best moment of the season? Uh, for me, I'm going to say... That semifinal against Holland Hall. Either that one... Because um, Holland is out of Tulsa, right? Yeah. Oh, so that one that one was probably like the the game. Like maybe, the, of course, the finals had its nerves, but the semifinals probably was the one that was like a yeah. big hurdle. The thing is, it was like we were just dominating that game. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling him earlier, it was the, the moment that um, our center back hit the... He hit the, the BK. Penalty. It was just emotional for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that game and Harding Charter. Because it was just back and forth. Um, we were up 2-1 in the last 10 minutes. We conceded a PK. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was just thinking, like, no, like, there's no way. Like, we go out here. So we conceded the PK last 10 minutes. We ended up saving it. That's what I was going to say. The keeper blocked yeah. it. Huh? You guys had a stellar keeper this year, too. Mm-hmm. Made the All-State game. Yeah. And um, in the last 30 seconds, Harding hits the post. And oh. it was just, like, that That's pause, a- that those... It's like in slow like, motion, huh? Yeah. It's like that yeah, punch I that remember, takes the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, dude. I think yeah. those, those two games were, were probably the best two games of the season for me. Talk to me about that moment, Cliff, because you look like... Man, I, it's one of those things, like I told you, I jumped like five feet when we scored, but like I probably, I was on the verge of tears because, you know, mm-hmm. you know kinda, your heart's breaking for these boys. Like when they gave it, when we gave it the PK, which I always felt it was kind of questionable, but yeah. um, when they gave it the PK, um, at that moment, though, I was truly like, Ray's got this. Ray, yeah. Ray is was Ray's aside from Q, he's yeah, he he's heart and soul of the team. Like mm-hmm. he's a little guy. He really has no business being as good of a keeper as he is. Um, but like PKs, he blocked was it five PKs the last three games? Yeah. Dang. Um, yeah. So both of our shutouts or both of our both of our shootouts he uh came up big, but like that moment, I'm sitting there looking at this Harding team, which, you know, like shout out to them. Like mm-hmm. they did all that they did with like 13 players. They didn't, they didn't have any more players on the bench. They had two boys on the bench. 
and they were just going at it. And, you know, we look at, at us, we're like trying to make cuts on like to fill out the roster. Cause we can only have 22. Mm-hmm. We're like, um, we have a bunch of boys, but like, they're just going toe to toe with us. And I'm just like, please, I'm literally praying on the sideline. Like, let's not, let's not give it up at the very end. Like, I don't want another shootout. Um, but no, they, they kept fighting and made us proud. I mean, it was one of those things though, like we kind of go into every game expecting to win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, there are a couple of heart stoppers. Yeah. Like I need to like take some blood pressure medication. Or something <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about the worst moment of the season? Like maybe one moment that just was something that you just had to get through. Um, I would say that loss against Madu, um, because it was it was basically us and Madil for the district championship, mm. and um, that game our number ten Quentin Mantooth he was out sick, and so we kind of just had to go into that game without their main leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of rough. Um, I don't think we were. I don't think we were terrible. I think we played up to their up to their level. It was just a few mistakes that could have been easily avoided. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, and then probably U.S. Grant. Um, because we ended up playing them twice in during that season. Mm. Once was um, just a regular season game, mm. and then uh, once uh, in our Chickasha Invitational Tournament. Mm. Uh, the first time we ended up uh, drawing 1-1, and then we lost in PKs. And then that second game, we just kind of fell apart. But and That's a 6-8 team, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's still a lot. That's, mm-hmm. Congratulations on that. <sighs> Crazy. For Is there a coach that you like to emulate your game off of, or if you had to pick? I mean... Out of everybody in the yeah, world. Like, yeah, like if there's like a coach that you're just like, I'm going to be like Mourinho today. Um, Klopp. Klopp? Yeah. You like that I one? mean, because my name's pretty close. And Clip to Klopp? Yeah. Yeah, you just, I mean. that's like, You should get that on a shirt from Clip to Klopp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he coaches, he goes from Clip to Klopp. That's a good one right there. I'm, I think that might trademark, be the, trademark, trademark. The, the name of the show today. Copy, copyrights. From Clip to Klopp. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. What about you, Carlos? <clears throat> um, Probably... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really like Klopp's style, uh, but I've been watching. Have you guys seen the documentary um, "Take the Ball, Pass the Ball"? Yeah, with the yeah, Barcelona's yeah, documentary on Netflix. Such a great I, I've seen that thing like five times, and every time it's just it's just so interesting. Just mm-hmm. how he created just a monster team, just with nothing but possession. Mm-hmm. So I think just that style is just just beautiful football. Do you think anybody that had that team could have been successful, or does the coach really have? much much to do in that situation i think uh i think it's 50 50 honestly the players and the coach just i mean you look at the midfield they had with chavin and yes i mean they're not your typical soccer players they're really small really really tiny players so you, you wouldn't expect them to to dominate football like they did mm-hmm. how about you Claire? what do you think do you think I mean, it's the players or the coaches i think that a good coach can win with uh, any team I, I personally think it's the coach and, and that's coming from being a player as well, because up until, actually up until Damon and I came into Chickasha, it was kind of a revolving door. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a lot of good players. And the team that we inherited our first year, I mean, they got, I think we got to the third round of the playoffs. That was back mm-hmm. when 4A had the extra round. And um, they hadn't done anything before that, I think. And then you look at teams where you have, I'm not going to name names, but like some Oklahoma teams that have nothing but club players. And mm-hmm. you expect them to just, 
win all the time and they still haven't they won don't. a state championship. They're missing so, something. Yeah. I wanted to say it's like maybe 51-49. Like the coach has to have it more. But I almost want to say it could be like a 60-40, 75-25. Because there are certainly exceptions. Mm-hmm. But like look at the PSGs. Bunch of ballers that just yeah. can't make it happen. Or, you know, I think the coach definitely has to be the man. What do you think, Bob? No, I mean, I think you're spot on. Like, PSG is a perfect example, and sadly, that's what it is. Like, they have all these guys that are Manchester United, that have their own egos. Um, and then I'm very excited to see what United does this, this upcoming so? season. Yeah, with uh, Eric, like, um, there's already talks that Ronaldo's on his way out because he's not going to be fit into the system that he's going to bring in. Um, that's like another situation like <coughs> where the coach definitely because once uh, Sir Alex Ferguson left, yeah, like, that that Sir Alex watching him and the way he coached and the yeah. way he would pull players. That have you seen his documentary? I haven't. I need it's to good. buy his book too because I want to read it. But no, I I, I I enjoy Pep's style, but to me one of the to me not one of the best coaches, but the best coach is Mourinho for sure. Yeah. I mean, just what he's done with small clubs, with big clubs. Um, I mean, winning five European titles—that's not easy, mm-hmm. you know. Doing it with uh, freaking Porto, doing it with all these, you know, teams that, like, Pep has that thing where it's just like, oh, he's been a part of big clubs. Yeah, he has. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look at the big players clubs, he's big produced. Budgets, yeah. But look at the players he's produced. I mean, like, obviously, Messi would have been Messi, you no, know, regardless. But yeah. maybe not up to that peak. Mm-hmm. You know, Kimmich, uh, Foden. Foden. Now it's just like the, he has an impact in players as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what he has to do with Holland now. Mm. So we'll see. You guys we'll have any we'll predictions for next year? Oh, Liverpool's, Liverpool's taking it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they said last year. Well, who do you think is going to be a better signing, Nunez or That's uh, not, why, why would you even ask that question? I just, you know. That's an easy That's an easy answer. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. Holland has some injury issues. That's true, though. Let's just score more goals, though. I'm going to just give you the little stat and this will answer your question. Damn machine. I'm going to give you the little stat and this will answer your question. Okay. Holland has more goals than appearances than Nunez does. I'm just let you know that. Okay. Mic drop. <laughs> All right. And less games. All so. right. What about what do you think? I I don't want to offend anybody. So no, go for it. Go that, ahead, we're please. Here for offend offending. somebody. That's all this guy does. Offend somebody, here. please. All right, so, question again. Mm-hmm. Uh, EPO predictions for next year. I mean, I'm pretty diehard, and I'm just gonna. Even though it may not be actually achievable, I'm gonna have to go with Chelsea. I mean, yeah. I mean they got new they can new owners. I mean, you know, true. They three point two billion dollars or whatever they sold mm-hmm. for. Like, um, so you know, maybe we'll get some new stuff. I honestly thought that Chelsea played their best when they had the little transfer, like the signing when band. Yeah, band, when they were yeah. bringing in their own like their academy, own players. academy players. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna go with them just because I. I like that. I love that. I love that. Fair play. Fair play. What about the World Cup though? Oh. Mexico's taking it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Marco, <laughs> Paulo went and did me a favor and unhooked this mic and is leaving. Listen, Thank every, you. Thank every, you. Everybody clowns me because I say that, but it's I, I, I say it. I say it proud. And like you for Chelsea, you know, that's the one thing that I say is like you have to have, you know, your blind faith in the things that you believe in because it's the crazy people that change the world. Like if you don't believe it, you're not going to achieve it. And that's why... I don't like him because <laughs> he's so pessimistic, bro. Like, and I get a lot of people are just like, oh, it's the worst team ever. But it's not. we're not that bad. It's not. We're not that bad. But, okay, this is the problem that I have with Ricardo. Hold on. What do you think, Clip? I mean, <laughs> I know that uh, we're, we're guaranteed an appearance for the next World Cup. But, yeah. I, you know, I, 
soccer's on the up and up in the u.s thank you when you play at home it's different mm-hmm. too I, I think that definitely matters too and ah. ev- every time i guarantee you every time that a team has won the world cup for the first time it's people have been like oh this is it and then people said oh no you're crazy yeah i guarantee you that like every first time appearance, every first time winner there's been the majority of people say no it's not gonna happen mm. so i mean mm. we got one premier league player so no nah, it's it's It'll come. It'll come. Uh, World no. Cup will come to a North American country soon. Watch. Most likely the U.S. above Mexico. It's uh, always like. I just I, I hate Ricardo because it's just like the the analogy that somebody gave me yesterday because we were there till like midnight yesterday mm-hmm. talking about the national. They were telling you like tell Ricardo uh, I said this. Yeah. So they said. I said I told them actually the analogy was uh, Ricardo. It talks about faith a lot. Like oh we should have faith. We should have this this and that. And I said look. I'm gonna get the camera. Go ahead. I was like look. If if my truck is making noise, like something's wrong, you know, like like my engine light comes on, something is wrong, something is messing up. At some point, one of these things isn't connected, something's loose, right? Am I gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna just have faith. I'm gonna have faith <laughs> that it's gonna resolve itself. What's gonna happen, Ricardo? At the by the end of it, you're gonna have to go to a mechanic or something. He's gonna charge you two k whatever to get it fixed. Or what's the other option? You just get a whole new truck. But it's going to be expensive. That's what it is. That's what the national team is. There is something. The check engine light has turned on, and nobody's taking notice. Everybody's just like, let's just have faith. Bro, let's let me be, tell you something let's about be pride. faith, bro. Let's, be, let's have pride. No, that's not it. Something is wrong. You have to fix it. There's no way. Like, he's taking the steps to fix what Chickasha has. But sometimes right? it's too late to fix things. You know, It's, it's never too like, late. What do you mean? It, it's kind of like hearing people say that they want to sack Southgate. I mean, uh, the England coach, right? Come it's on like, now. it's too late. One loss, come on. They made it to the final. And it's like, but the thing about Mexico is it's like, it's too late. Just, just believe. I know, but he, Southgate has made it to the Euros. Just believe. What has Tata done? He hasn't done anything. He lost the Confederation Cup yeah. team, yeah. bro. Didn't he make it to Copa America final with Argentina? Right? Believe. Yeah. We're talking about with Mexico. With Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, no, he, he has he has the knowledge, but it's just like if you have if you have uh, being a national coach is is difficult. I'm not saying it's, it's the easiest thing. What I'm saying is if you have if you see an issue, if you're not bringing in players that you need, then who who really is the problem? You know, is it the coaching staff? Is it the federation? What is it? And, like, I'm telling you, I, I talked to some diehard Mexico fans last night, and they were just like, well, Mexico's corrupt. Like, they, like, if you go on Twitter. Every other excuse on this But it's like, if you go on Twitter and you say, oh, this person should be playing, they're going to be like, oh, is he going to bring us revenue? Is it about money? Is it about this? And you could clearly see that that's kind of what it is. I hate these excuses because, like, nobody's there to back these facts up. Like, it's just, it's just. Well, I'm giving the example that the U.S. is going down the right path. And I was like, look, you're probably right. Mexico is about like, oh, let's just keep the same same people, same things. I can't even say kids because they're not kids no more. They're already in their 30s. Now, that's going to be the same consistent thing. I love the U.S. because they integrate those young kids. You know, now they have McKinney who plays at the top level. They have Pulisic who plays at the top level. But then they're also bringing on these other kids who are like a complete nobodies. Mm-hmm. They're taking that risk to bring on nobodies to be better in a couple of years. Mexico doesn't do that. It's just a consistent cycle. Make two great players that play in Europe, have them for 30, 40 years, and then start all over again, and then it's again the same cycle. That's why me and Ricardo don't get along with them. I love, like, I want Mexico to win. I would love for them to win the World Cup, but I'm, I'm not a pessimistic. I'm just about the thing that it is. If the check engine light is on, you cannot have faith in, on your truck and say, you know what? 
she'll fix herself. You know, you just can't. You just can't. You got to take that hoe to a mechanic or something. I'm just letting you know, Ricardo. Speechless. You're done, bro? Speechless. Look, you're speechless. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to you're be speechless. done. You're speechless. You sound like a fool. I sound like a fool. Carlos, what do you think, bro? No way. You got to have faith. Like he oh, said, you, you got to have faith. Thank you, bro. <laughs> I mean, look, look at uh, 2014. I mean, Mexico barely qualified via playoff. Um, and then they did some great things. Beat Croatia, tied against Brazil. Um, almost made it past the Netherlands. Um, and then 2018, beat the world champions. Yeah, but you beat the world champions and when they the have the curse. That, you have the curse. Like, what are you talking about? A curse? The, the, yeah. Like, if France is not going to win the World Cup this year. Bro, sitting next to somebody that's negative feels like a curse. I'm not honestly, negative. I'm honestly, not negative. Honestly. I'm truthful to what it is. Clip, what do you think, man? I mean, I think that... I'm tired of listening to The us. World Cup is a lot like <laughs> high school soccer. You just got to kind of work with the pieces you've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just think the U.S. has got a lot more pieces right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. everybody wants to play. Um and I don't know, I just got faith. I, I think that I like, I like shocking people. Like, mm-hmm. we're not supposed to do it, so let's go do it. So, I mean, Chickasha was kind of broken when we started, mm-hmm. and we've, we've kind of worked to try and build it back up. So I think, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of dumb. Like, I know I'm mm-hmm. dumb. Like, I, I just blind faith. Like that's what's gonna be for me. Thank you. So that's see, but that's different. That's different. I could I could How agree that with different? that because the system is way different for the U.S. Than you don't even know the system, bro. What you swear you? What are you, you talking know about? The system inside I've, and out, I've, but grown, you don't. I've grown up with the Mexican system. I've seen the players. Watching I've it seen on TV. Yeah, just watching them when what they do you play. Mean? It's like, the same thing. If you watch this is it, also the guy that swears the guy that he watches every EPO game. I do. Come on, too. Doesn't that sound like BS and far fetched too? Why you just wake up at six in the morning, watch the first one, then watch the one right after that, and then watch the one right after that? What do you mean? I guess I'm just trying to. I think you're full of it. No. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, Mexico doesn't even make it out their own group. That's how bad it okay. is. Okay. If you have Edson Cavani, who is a sub in Manchester United, it's that's crap. Soccer, bro. To Stuff Lewandowski, happens, bro. to Messi. Soccer happens. Messi's bro. coming to his prime. Soccer happens. No, don't, no, don't happen. But what I can tell you is that when the soccer happens for Mexico in the World Cup, it happens a lot. So, Like what? When they beat Germany? That's, when they this, made it, it, it just, see, I'm this, tired this, of talking about this. Let's move on, please. This is this Let's is stop. a this Let's is a problem. Anyways, um, <laughs> but it, please, this is, let's no, not talk about this. But this is the same thing. Like this is what we were talking about God, yesterday. Man. They said that we we're so stuck on like an event. Like let's say you guys just play Clinton, and that's all you've done. Like let's say you never win a championship anymore. You're gonna be like, oh man, but we beat you know we did this yeah. to that. Like why live in that? Why yeah. live in that past? You know, don't say, oh, we beat Germany. That doesn't matter anymore. But that it was ages ago. Does it matter having experience? <clears throat> I but, mean, but what have you done after experience that? experience matter? What have you done after that? The the, experience how, how many years ago was that? T- t- tell me a little bit about the U.S. men's national team experience in the World Cup. They don't have any. Thank you. So they have, that's better. Thank you. That's, okay, that's better? Yes. Is that better, guys? Because if... Dude, it, we have guests. Let's talk to the guests about stuff. Let's learn from the guests. Because I'm asking them, like, look, wouldn't it be easier for the U.S. to be more surprising than Mexico? I think so, right? I mean, I feel like, I mean, to, in Mexico's defense, like there are some guys though that when the lights come on, like they just, bah. Yeah. Like there's, you know, there are players that we have in practice. I'm like, I don't think they're gonna do much, and then mm-hmm. game time they just ball crazy. So, but like with Mexico having that experience in the World Cup, I think that they have that advantage. But I feel like the U.S. is hungry. Like they 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 want it, and it's yeah. gonna, there's gonna be a first time, and they want to be the first one. So. 
I think that's a perfect analysis. I think like the Mexican national team, there's no hunger. I think it's just about the pride itself. Like there really is the pride. Like oh, we have. You sit down and talk to them, and you know if. I'm just saying, yeah, that's how it works. Because like Hector Herrera, Tecatito, all these guys that play. You don't know them, bro. The, bro, bro, come on. You don't like know you them. can see. He's talking about like the hunger that the U.S. has. You can see it within what they do. I think how it's they hard play. for you to see that because. Carlos, when Mexico or anybody plays, when they play these lower little level teams, you can see that they bend to the way Mexico plays. They play defensive. They play terrible. It, they make it's an ugly game to watch. It's kind of like when Barcelona and their prime would play other teams. They would all just play that park the bus mm-hmm. and counterattack style. But regardless, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh, well, you ask Carlos <laughs> a question. What do you think, Carlos? Um, I I think I love the way the U.S. is is developing in soccer. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot more clubs available for, for kids. Um, it's, I don't think it's as expensive anymore because mm-hmm. of the, the amount of resources that, that they have. So I think in, in the future, the U.S. is going to be uh, a, a power in, in world football. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm excited for that. Um, I'm hoping Mexico can do the same uh, because I, I do agree. I, th- I think Mexico is just stuck on the money. I think they, they're worried about themselves um, because, I mean, a lot of a lot of the players that should be going to Europe from the from the Liga MX, um, they don't because a lot of these clubs just put pay too, well. yeah they just they put too have a price tag on them, um, yep. so they just end up either stuck there or going to the MLS. Um, so it's it's rough right now for Mexico. Yeah, and I, I that's that's kind of the thing that I go. I like I said, I want Mexico to win. I'm Mexican. I love them. You know, I would love to have that. Oh, we we did this, but I I don't I love. I don't like being stuck in the past. Right. I don't like re- reviving those things. Oh, no era penal, this, this, and that. Yeah, that's great. But, like, keep growing. Like, don't talk about, oh, we did this back then. Like, no. But I think that's perfect because we also had that conversation. When you put a price tag on somebody who's going from La Liga MX to try to play in Europe and it's, like, 12 mil, right. the European teams are going to be like, why am I going to spend 12 mil on one player when I could spend 12 mil on two in South America? Mm-hmm. You know, like Nunez. Like, these guys. These guys went to go play at such a big level now because of that less of pride. You know, you have to make sacrifices. Don't price your tag all the way up here because you think that you're the best in Mexico. Like, if you're the best in Mexico, you're not going to be the best in Europe your first year. You know, you can grow, but I think it has to do a lot with pride. And that was the biggest word we <clears throat> said yesterday. It was pride. We're prideful of moments we've had, mm-hmm. prideful for players, but we have to make those sacrifices. You know, I think you make the sacrifices to have a bad World Cup with new players and not old players and let that grow into four, five, six, seven years, whatever. <clears throat> but if you keep being prideful with the same old players, you're not going to get a new result. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of why the, uh, the Mexico thing is an issue here because I love, I would love for Mexico to do great, but I don't love how the system is implemented. That's the thing. I mean, I already think, I think for 2026, U.S. is going to be a lot better than Mexico for just because of just because of how it's going, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. how young the U.S. is and and how they're going to develop after this World Cup. Yeah, I don't know, man. I hate arguing with you about it, but it's just something passionate that I'm about. Like I it's just nothing like to say. I think he just likes to argue with me because no, because I, I bring up points that are like I mean, this is what I think it is, and uh, that's what a lot of people think it is. But there's like a lot of things that people are like, oh, I just don't like them because they're from America or from Chivas or from this. Like that's the prideful thing about it. Like, you know, let's say Pulisic went from playing t- from Chelsea to, like, United. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want Pulisic because he plays for United now. Like, that's not a thing that would happen. No. You know? Uh, but it does happen in the Mexican culture. They're like, oh, they play for the rival team? No, we don't want them. 
Like, no, let the, let the you know, the uh, stats speak for themselves. Like, we don't have any good forwards, so why not bring on Chicharito or bring on somebody, you know? But, I don't know, the Mexican national team is one of those itchy things that I hate. But I would love for them to win. I would love for them to be like, they, someone, my mom told me yesterday, she's like, I would love for them to get the tap in la boca. Me too. I would love, but it's not going to happen. You know, I learned something very valuable today. <laughs> What? I'm never going to bring up the Mexican national team around Paulo. <laughs> ever again. If he ever starts talking about it, I'm going to do it like I did the, this past 10 minutes and just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> because, like, you ever hear that saying? Um, <laughs> when you argue from an idiot from afar, it's hard to tell which one's which. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stay out of it next time. <laughs> I'm just letting you know how it is, man. Okay, okay. The, the list for the World Cup came out. Um, what do you guys think about that list? Are you guys ha- do you guys have any plans four years from now? I'd like to go. I you have to go. Who, where? I'd love to go. Isn't they're playing in Dallas, aren't they? They have. Yeah. Uh, I'll, we could pull up the list, but it's like Dallas. Yeah, it's a couple. Um, Kansas City. I know uh, Atlanta. Has Miami's one. one. Seattle, Miami, and then the one in Boston, New York. I think might have another one too. L.A. That was a question that, that came up too, though. It's just like if you're gonna go to a World Cup game, would you rather not go to like a place you haven't been and like make it like a big event, not just like a oh let's just go to Dallas because it's like right down the street. I mean, if that's the at the very least, oh, if that's that, all I, I mean, can that's, do. That's, I'm that's going like, to Dallas. That's like the number yeah. like like the last resort. Or Kansas, you know? I think Kansas might be pretty fun too. But Kansas is huge. Their stadium is huge. But I'm like, when when did you want to go to like a Miami? Like, oh, let's go visit Miami, be there for a bit, and then watch a World Cup. Game. I don't know. What do you guys you know? think? I mean. Of course, I'd like to go somewhere I haven't been, but yeah. for me, it's going to be about, like, I, f- I have friends who went to the South Africa World Cup, um, wow. and then I have a, so for me, it's going to be about taking my kids. Like, I want my mm, kids to be gotcha. part of that experience, so, like, taking yeah. the family, it's a lot easier to get them down to Dallas, mm-hmm. and um, and just, I, I want my kids to experience have this that, passion, yeah. and I just remember what it was like going to, to an FC Dallas game mm-hmm. um, as a high school, and I thought that was the best thing ever. Um, so like having the opportunity to take the whole family down there, um, to a world, to a world. Yeah. Like I can, a world, it's going to be electric. I mean, I can only imagine what it's going to be like, but yeah, that's, that's the plan is to go down to Dallas. That's cool. I want to go somewhere else. I mean, I'm going to try to go to Dallas, possibly Kansas city. Um, I'm going next month to the America, uh, Manchester city game in Houston. Oh, nice. That's going to be fun. Um, but I, I do. I want to go to like a World Cup final game. Yeah. Hopefully, um, I'm assuming it's going to be like in LA. Um, you know, some. That's the question. Big city. I don't think yeah. they know yet which one it's. I gonna think there's be. like talks about it being in Las Teca as well. I would not give it to Azteca. Why not? Because they've hosted two finals already, and I think give it'd be else? an opportunity to give somebody else. I know it's historic, and you know, for that reason, it'd be nice. But you know, the US. Yeah, because I mean, I don't. I don't know. Canada's usually a lot colder. You know. Yeah. So like have it like in a like in LA it's like or Canada like got that, the worst you know? end of the stick. You know? Yeah, they did. Seventy five percent of the games are in the U.S. Uh, and then like the rest is split up between Canada and, and Mexico. Yeah. And Mexico, but it is what it is. What are you your plans? What do you want to do? For the no, world? I mean like I said, I really want to make it like a. I want to go to one game, but I want to make it bigger than what it is. Like I want to go to that game, but then also be in a place where it's just like I've never been here before. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, like I did it at the concert, you know. It's like, yeah, I could have went down to Dallas for the concert. Oh, when you went to go see Bad Bunny. Yeah, but I was just like, I want to make it two experiences in one. Mm-hmm. You know, like make it your first experience as a World Cup game, but also make it an experience of like 
somewhere where I haven't been and new cultures to understand and learn. Yeah. Well, so. you too. Since you guys don't have kids, that's true. Should definitely not pass that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Me, I've always joked, but I said I'm not gonna have another kid until after the 2026 World Cup because I have a three and a four year old right now. So I'd have an eight and a seven year old when the World Cup comes by, and by then they're eating normal food. Hopefully, they're both using the restroom, not wearing diapers anymore. He said, hopefully. There's people that wear diapers at all ages of their lives. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's a joke, but. I would love to take the whole month off and I've been like saving up just a little bit like $20 every check since for like a long time, you know, mm. so if I can take the whole month off, which probably won't happen, but ideally watch one World Cup game and then just travel to the cities that are hosting games because if you're not there, even if you're just outside at the bar kicking it, mm. catching a vibe like that, you can't pass by, man. I love I love when the World Cup comes, like even if we're not like, you know, just recently when the World Cup passed. Like you'd go to like a pub or a bar or anything, and you just kind of you're just not like, even in the host country. Yeah, but yeah. Like you're just you're still vibing. It's still like, it's so crazy to me. It's depressing not having the World Cup right now, dude. That's hard. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I was gonna miss having the World Cup not in the summer, but it's mm. hard. I think it's depressing not having any football. Like, yeah. I mean, there's no Nations League. Facts. There's no like. There's no domestic leagues. This is almost like the worst time of the year, huh? This yeah. literally is because there's nothing going on. Man. The EPL should be back soon though, in August. I guess we can wait till then. Yeah. But, well, do you guys uh, want to leave any messages for any of your high school players that might be listening to this that you guys have came and gone? I mean, just you know, for those who came before, like even the ones who weren't on the team this year, they 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 were still a part of, like they're a part of what we did this year, and um, just I'm excited to get to know the new ones that are coming and just ready to keep keep this train rolling. Um, I think the team this year set a lot of high expectations. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna go after it again next year. Nice. And you guys, where do you guys see you guys see yourselves in like five years? Well, um, personally, I like I said, I don't see myself going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I fell in love with this community. I'm, like I said, growing up here, I never wanted to stay, um, but just the support and everything that we've been through this year and the seven years prior um, just made me fall in love with this community and I've had opportunities to go elsewhere, but I don't see myself going anywhere else. I want my kids to be alum. I want, like, I want to be a part of the finished product. Um, if I do decide to go to graduate school, I, I want to, um, either way, I want to go back to JKSHA, hopefully to teach. Um, because like, like Clip said, uh, I fell in love with it, just with the whole program. Uh, they're just, so friendly, so welcoming, um, and I feel grateful for it every day. Just the fact that the first day I came, they just welcomed me with open arms. So. Nice. What That's about cool. you, Bob? Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> a great question. Like I don't know. Um, I mean, the coaching thing has been a wonderful experience. Um, I think it's great. I I kind of want to see myself with coaching uh, club, maybe. Uh, yeah, hopefully coaching club. Uh, uh, really getting deep into what soccer is. I want to see myself getting, making soccer in my livelihood, like not having to worry about another like job. Full time. Yeah, like making it full time. Uh, but I think it's like every time we think about it, I, I'm jealous of what you guys have, uh, just because you guys have a community. It's just like that's that's wonderful. Um, like I said, it takes more than just 15 guys going out there and doing what they do. Like when you have, you know, your obviously your coaches helping you when you have. You know, maybe your school even is like super into it, like teachers, uh, 
old alum, uh, the administration. And then when you have the push of the community, I, I'm very scared for Foray to see uh, you guys in a couple of years. I think you guys are going to be like a powerhouse. Um, but I'm excited for you guys. Um, again, kudos to what you did this year. And I'm very excited to see what you guys do in the upcoming years. And uh, um, the door is always open whenever you guys want to come back and keep talking. Maybe bring a couple players to see uh, what their viewpoint is, how they see it. Because um, grow, growing up in a small town is, I hear, you know, very uh, different from growing up in like a bigger city. Like I said, my friend Nancy, she's uh, always talks about Chickasha, how it's very small. And um, But I love that the soccer community is getting so big in Chickasha. So, again, kudos to you guys. You? What are you doing? What are you doing in five years? Five years? I'm going to be in the World Cup. <laughs> Just watching it. <laughs> I'm in being dead, but like probably from watching the World Cup going crazy. Yeah. But no, I uh, I did what he says. I appreciate you guys for coming on. Um, I learned a lot about Chickasha today. Yeah, I and State champs. State champs. State champs. I did not know They're, that. Yeah, right. There you go. Hampton Fields. Hampton, Hampton Field. out there, USAO. But not only that, like how involved you are with the soccer there at Chickasha is... I respect that, and I think that's you're on the right path. Thank like you. Being the president and then middle school experience, and then all that kind of tying itself up at the end with the high school stuff, and then like, I mean, Hampton's there too, so I'm pretty sure he's a good ear to, mm-hmm. and a person to lean on when you're out there too. So, Chickasha has it going on. They have it going on, dude. I they have, have no idea. Elementary to like basically college, basically like just all the way through from clip to clock. Yeah, yeah. from clip to clock. <laughs> We just need to get. We need to get a futsal court up there now. Yeah, let's get a futsal court out there. Talk it over with your homies. We want to see a futsal court in uh, Chickasha. Yeah, Russell well, Westbrook just opened one up here at Capitol Hill High School. So you can't text them and tell them to put one over there. I'll let them know. Like, yeah, hey, we've, we've got, got like eggs. we've got like ten abandoned tennis courts. Really? Like, yeah, like they're just begging to be researched. And you're probably looking at those like such a waste of space. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Well, hopefully somebody's listening to this who can maybe put in a good word somewhere and we'll try to get a futsal court out there. That'd be awesome, dude. It would be. What That'd would be a futsal cool. court do for Chickasha? Well, I mean, my boy Los uh, coached our boys to winning the, uh, the Chick- Academy. Yeah, we won the uh, NFA Academy Futsal Championship. Really? Where, is that? Where was that? In PCO. Really? Oh, that's right. We had, what's his name? The, they do the futsal stuff. Moy? No, Nutmeg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, T Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, so you guys went out and just balled out. So it was, um, it was kind of a just a journey. I mean, the first year that we were in the tournament, we we made it to the finals, um, and we ended up losing to U.S. Grant. It was like four three. It was such mm-hmm. a exciting game. And in like, a futsal game, four three. Yeah, like it was like the crowd was just going crazy over yeah. a futsal mm-hmm. game. Like you never, you usually never see that. And then. Uh, the following year they didn't have it because of COVID, mm-hmm. and then this year we went all the way and beat PCO in the I think final. Yeah, I think he spoke about that. Remember? I think he spoke. Yeah, he spoke about how like that game was so big, like um, that there's like fans all across mm-hmm. the board, and I think it's wonderful for for kids to experience that. Like, I think that's uh, such an untapped market. Yeah. Like the futsal court that brings people in from like you could be playing at a different club, but mm-hmm. the futsal will bring everybody in in yeah. a different level. So I think futsal. Can you imagine like a high school futsal. State championship yeah. game being played somewhere. Hey, awesome. every other sport has like a summer league. Yes. Like in high school, like you got slow pitch softball and you've got summer baseball, summer basketball. Like that's what we need. We need summer futsal for soccer. Imagine. Mm. We need to get OSSA on that. Well, That'd now we nice. know Chickasha wants to. Well, we want to we as can, well. And now when we bring up a coach, we're going to see if we can sign him on and see what we can get started. Well, dang, that's what's up. 
Well, anything else? Some closing remarks before you guys leave. Any questions for us or anything like that? Who's your favorite player of all time? Who's your favorite Ooh. player of all time? Are we just going like anybody? Yeah, I'll say Chicharito, just to be quick. Position? Chicharito. Uh, no, I, I, mine has to be Messi. Messi? Yeah. Uh, he's a goal. What about yours? Uh, Thierry Henry. Oh, TT. What about yours? Chicharito as well. Chicharito, dude. I think it's Chicharito because... That's fair. I mean... For me, I was a Chivas guy, and then he came. My parents are from Jalisco, so watching him and the way he did it, it's so, it's so much. When he gets his Netflix documentary done, boy, from like Chivas Dude, to Man U, I think the most insane thing is when he played for Chivas one half and then played for United and the, still uh, scored. That's so insane to me. And then he goes to Man U and just <laughs> demolishes it. Like people just yeah. can't. That's the Sir Alex like magic, just picking up the little P and just. Watching him rip one in his face and still scoring and, and scoring with the back of his head. And then taking Real Madrid. And then going to Real Madrid and scoring volleys from yeah. Isco. Like, yeah. that guy has a story. And then he's going to come back to play the World Cup and win it? Uh, it's like crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you, could, you could cut that part out, the last part. And out. that's where we're going to end the podcast, guys. <laughs> if you guys have tuned in this far, we appreciate you guys for listening. This is the Chickasha head coach, the assistant coaches. Clip and Carlos, mm-hmm. and this delusional guy next to me, his name is Paulo. But and be on the lookout for part two when we have you guys back and you guys show us your state championship brings us. That'd be nice, dude. Thank yeah. you guys for coming on, and I appreciate everyone for listening. And uh, this has been the Mass Football Podcast. Peace, peace. <laughs>